This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen, the President of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to the Warning Television Program. We're in our College Chapel here at World Ministries International. It's a live audience. So all of you that are watching on television, listening to me on the Warning Radio Shortwave program or on our different social media, welcome. I'm going to talk today about a thankful heart for victory. A thankful heart for victory. If we want to maintain our victory, we need to understand this principle of thankfulness. 1 Timothy 1, 12 through 14 reads, And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, an insolent man. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me. Paul understood the importance of being grateful, thankful. And this expression that I just read is from Paul's heart. And you can sense how deeply grateful He was to have the privilege to serve Jesus Christ. Since at one time he tried to eradicate the name of Jesus on earth. He described himself as a blasphemer, persecutor, an insolent man. Fully realizing that it was only by the mercy of God that he was given a place in the service of the king. The book of Acts records how vehemently he sought out followers of Christ to imprison and kill them. Acts 2, 1 through 2. Acts 2, I should say Acts 9, 1 through 2. Acts 9, 1 through 2. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus. So that if found any who were in the way, what way? The way of Jesus Christ, following in his way, his example. Whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. In other words, in chains. Arrest them. 
women or children. If we understand the truth about our own condition before salvation, we would know that we were also enemies of Jesus Christ who were at war with his purposes. Paul, writing to the Romans, tells us of our fourfold condition before coming to Christ as Savior. Even though we may not have been the religious zealot Paul was, openly at war with Christians, yet in our hearts, sin was at war against the love of God. In other words, we were against God, our self, selfishness. Communist, Russia, Communist Soviet Union, China, North Korea, radical Muslims have been at war against Christians. But we also are at war against Christ in our hearts before we became born again. In other words, we wanted to serve ourselves. Religious zealots, they, all, they just want to serve themselves in the name of God. We wanted to serve ourselves. We became our own God before we were born again. Some Christians are still their own God. The question is, are they Christian? That ju you know, God judges that. Some believe that if you recite a sinner's prayer, you're Christian. But there's a lot more than just saying words. Do you follow him as Lord and Savior? Words mean nothing. The devil, words. The devil says Jesus is God, but he doesn't follow him. Your admission that Jesus is God doesn't do a hill of beans, but condemn you unless you follow God. Doesn't help you. Unless you follow him, your words don't mean anything. Romans 5, 6 through 10. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Again, Romans 5, 6 through 10. Let's break it down. It says, for when we were still without strength, without strength, in other words, incapable for fulfilling his moral laws. When we were selfish, we couldn't fulfill his moral laws. Ungodly. When we were ungodly, the opposite, he was godly. He is godly. It's the opposite of what he was, what he is. Sinners, those practicing sin as a lifestyle. We were practicing sin as a lifestyle. There are still some people practicing sin as a lifestyle. They'll say, I'm a Christian, but they're living in fornication. They are a liar. They're a liar. They're practicing sin as a lifestyle just because they admit Jesus is Christ. They do no more than the devil does. Enemies, people at war with God and his purposes. 
These type of Christians are at war with God and his purposes. They're trying to make their own Bible and their own God in their image so they can sin. Paul gives these three reasons for his thankfulness to Christ in this passage of Scripture, 1 Timothy 1, 12 through 14. One who has enabled us. The Greek word, I'll spell it, E-N-D-U-N-A-M-O-O. It means to empower. Paul was well aware of the spiritual gift he received when he was filled with the Spirit of God. He was empowered. That's why I have been preaching we need to tarry as Jesus commanded. So why? So we are empowered. Paul knew that anything accomplished of eternal value was the result of the power of the Holy Spirit at work in his life. God's abundant grace. We must all realize what a great gift we have received from the Lord Jesus in the in filling of the Spirit. The mighty third person of the Godhead has come to reside in us. And as someone has aptly stated, we must make him president, not just resident. The key to greater power being manifested by the Holy Spirit is our surrender to him as Lord in our daily life. 2 Corinthians 4, 17. An intimate walk with the Holy Spirit is the result of being. Filled with the Spirit. As they were filled with the Spirit and spoke with tongues. Acts 2, 1 through 4. As well as Acts 10, 44 through 48. And Acts 19, 1 through 11. Fellowship with the Spirit. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Ephesians 4, 29 through 32. <coughs> Follow. Flow with the Spirit. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. John 7, 37 through 38. So we are filled with the Spirit. We have fellowship with the Spirit. And we flow with the Spirit. That's the whole point of Eagle Saving Nations. To encourage people to tarry and to be filled with the Spirit. To have fellowship with the Spirit and to flow with the Spirit. So we can confront evil without fear or intimidation. So we can move with the power of God to lay hands and see the sick be healed. So we can cast out demons. Be grateful for the gift of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It will cause us to be sensitive to Him. If we are grateful, we are sensitive to God. At all times. By learning His attributes and allowing them to be manifested in our lives. What are his attributes? If we're grateful to God, kind, tender-hearted, forgiving, Ephesians 4.32. Are you grateful to God? If you are, you become kind, tender-hearted, and forgiving. You are grateful for what he's done for you. He's been kind, tender-hearted, and forgiving to you. I remember a life-changing experience with the Holy Spirit talking about the authority of the believer, telling students that Jesus cast out demons with authority and power. Luke 4.36. But having authority in Christ was not sufficient to bring deliverance. We must also have and need to have the 
power and anointing of Christ. See, Jesus said he would give you authority with power if you tarry. You're supposed to have the authority. He's giving you authority, giving you the keys. Can you represent him with power? It depends if you tarry to be filled with the third person of the Trinity. If not, you're just another scribe spouting off the word of God. But you have no testimonies. Well, I don't need to listen to your teaching either. In fact, I don't want to. Because usually, it's not correct. To have correct teaching, you need the illumination of the Holy Spirit. Not just your mental understanding. While speaking, I could see the Holy Spirit through the gift of discerning of spirits. See, I have a gift of discerning of spirits. Why? Because I'm filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And because I have kept my relationship stronger and stronger with intimacy, flowing after God constantly, not sitting back on my laurels and happy for a 30-year-old experience. You're supposed to get stronger and stronger and have more and more baptisms in the Holy Spirit. You're supposed to seek God with all of your heart. What you had years ago doesn't help you a bit. If you get close enough to God to see his face and let him look at you and keep you at a distance, he would probably say, I would like to enfold you with my power, but when I seek to draw near to you, you hurt me by being unkind to people. Then you realize that when you hurt others, you're hurting Jesus. And he will keep you at a distance in terms of the manifestation of his power in your life. Because he is a gentle dove. The Holy Spirit is a gentle dove. The Bible describes him gentle. If you think you can gossip and be mighty in the Lord, you don't know the Holy Spirit. Point number two. Because he counted me faithful. Paul was thankful because the Lord considered him trustworthy. Faithful enough to entrust him with the revelation of the mystery of Christ. That he was given to bring the body of Jesus to maturity. See, Paul was grateful. He never took his salvation or his ministry for granted. He never sat back and rested. He constantly chased after God, wanting all of God, wanting to obey God, even when they prophesied how he would be arrested and led to his death. And he still went and sought to do the will of God. Many people today, my goodness, if, they, if you're going to say you're going to be arrested and persecuted and killed, you'll run for your lives. Oh my goodness, seeking God? No way. Let me seek the way out of here. See, this is what we, a cliche is when the rubber meets the road. This is when we see your faith in action. What kind of faith do you really have? Faith in yourself, too much pride, self-survival? Are you willing to lay down your life? Literally. Because let me tell you something, he might just ask you to do that before it's over. Let me tell you very bluntly, if we don't wake up America, if we don't have another great awakening, if they're eagle-saving nations, you need to go on my website, www.worldministries.org and join today. If there's not another great awakening, you get ready to give your life. They're trying to topple America, move us into the new world order, and let's see your faith in action then.
When God reveals truth to us, we should consider ourselves the most blessed people on earth because God's truth cannot be discovered. It must be revealed. The importance of tearing and being baptized in the Holy Spirit so the Holy Spirit reveals truth to us. Well, I'm just a scholar. I'm going to study it. Well, good luck. There's a thing called revelation if you have the third person of the Trinity living in through you, not just talking about it. There's only so much you can ascertain by study, which is important. But there's also revelation, which is important. Jesus not only said to study, but he said to tarry. We're supposed to do both. Whoever drank a root beer float? Well, there's ice cream and there's root beer. One without the other is not a root beer float. It's either ice cream or it's root beer. But it's not a root beer float. So if you think you're a real great and you're a great teacher, but you're not baptizing the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues and you don't continue to follow after God with all of your heart, wanting more and more and more and more, you're just root beer or ice cream, but you're not a root beer float. It's like a person that says, I don't want to go to church because it's filled with hypocrites. Well, if that's the case, then it's like a person has to say, I don't want to go to the gymnasium because it's filled with fat people. Or I don't want to swim because, you know, I can't swim because I'm not a fish. What do you mean? I don't have to be a fish to love swimming. I don't have to be fat to go to the gymnasium. In fact, if I am fat, I need to go to the gymnasium. And hypocrites, the gymnasium was made for fat people. You know, I need to go to the gymnasium. I'm looking at my brother Gabe. He needs to go to the gymnasium with me. We both like to eat ice cream too much. But also, the church was made for hypocrites. So just join us and come along. It's the most ridiculous thing to say. I don't want to go to church because it's filled with hypocrites. It's like those other two illustrations. I don't want to swim because I'm not a fish. Well, you need to swim. It's good for your health. And you need to go to the gym, whether you're skinny or fat. And you need to go to the church because you're just one of many hypocrites. Nobody is perfect, so just join the rest of us. Amen? amen. Do I get a big amen? My, my wife in the front seat? <laughs> Paul was thankful. Because the Lord considered him trustworthy. Faithful enough to entrust him with the revelation of the mystery of Christ. When God reveals truth to us, we must consider ourselves the most blessed people on earth. Paul had experienced the results of the spirit of wisdom and revelation in his own life and prayed that the Ephesians would also have the same work of the spirit in their lives. Ephesians 1, 15 through 19. Therefore, I also, after I heard your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all these saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of his glory? of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. Once again, Ephesians 1, 15 through 19. 
according to the working of his mighty power. It's most humbling thing to think that God is depending on someone. When we consider the faithfulness of God, we know beyond doubt that we must depend on him. Jeez. Numbers 23, 19, that he will not dis disappoint us when we have placed our lives and situations in his hands. Jesus depended upon the faithfulness of God when he hung on the cross and said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. He was depending on the Father to carry him through the bowels of the earth after three days to raise him up again with a glorified body. It is a humbling thing to think about our children who are utterly dependent upon us as a parent when they are babies and small children. But to think that God Almighty is depending upon us to carry out his will on the earth as his ambassadors, that he would entrust us with the true riches of the revelation of his hidden mysteries. Colossians 1, 25 through 29. God has entrusted us to be his ambassadors like he's entrusted parents to take care of their babies and children. God's not going to save America. You're going to save America. He's given you that power and authority and that responsibility as an ambassador. He has saved your soul. Now you save your nation or your nation is going into persecution. Something we could never obtain without his choosing to show us Paul was deeply thankful for his trust by God in the fact that he would not fail to discharge his sacred duties. Paul understood his duties and he would not fail to carry them through. I imagine as the revelation continued to go deeper into the mysteries of Christ and Paul was being overwhelmed by what he was given the privilege to see into. His gratitude to the Father continued to go deeper as well. Profound revelation has a profound effect upon the Sincere-hearted person, it makes them eternally thankful. 1 Timothy 1.11 According to the glories and the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. And three, putting me into the ministry. Paul was thankful because the Father enabled him and counted him faithful, but also because he was given the opportunity to serve the body of Christ. One cannot put themselves into the ministry. The word ministry is a Greek word, diakonia, basically meaning service. God chooses what type of service we will render in his plans and purposes, and he gives us accordingly, Romans eleven twenty nine. He knows if you're going to chase after him or if you're not. He knows if you're worthy in some areas of ministry to lead the charge or whether you can only carry out the garbage. He knows what you're going to do, what you're willing to do, what you're willing to sacrifice to do. And he rewards you according to what he knows you are going to accomplish. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior and the Lord Jesus Christ, 1 Timothy 1.1. 1, 1. The ministry belongs to the Lord. We are co-workers together with him, 1 Corinthians 3, 6 through 9. It is the Lord who launches us in the ministry and gives us open doors and favors with men. It is the Lord who causes us to become fruitful and prosper in all our land. 
It is the Lord who gives us an audience to hear our voice, instructs, peop instructs people to be attentive to our words. Over more than three decades of service as an apostle to the body of Christ, I have seen the futility of people trying to put themselves in the ministry. Those individuals who have a desire to serve but were not prepared and proven by the Lord to be worthy yet. Desire, but weren't prepared and proven to serve yet. I've always desired to fly a plane, but I'm not prepared and proven. So I better never fly a plane. It takes more than desire. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes application. It takes time with God. It takes sacrifice more than just desire. Then there are others with the highest character who are in the wrong place at the wrong time trying to enter a ministry not of God's choosing. It is sad to see people spend money and put their family through hardship trying to enter ministry that God has not yet put them into. When God puts us into ministry, we can have the insurance that we will be heard and have divine favor. Matthew 17, 5, while he spoke, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. Behold, a voice of the cloud said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear ye him. A thankful heart for a victory. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.